Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Friday, January 11. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for this week. I want to thank you for this text again. I want to thank you for the space where we get to reflect on it. We ask for your wisdom, for your guidance. We ask for the continued blessing as we reflect on the church, what it is locally and globally, what you've called us to be, how to reveal this mystery, this glorious mystery that's existed for all time. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are back in the English Standard Version, the ESV, which is what we started the week in. I'm reading Ephesians chapter 3. Subtitle, The Mystery of the Gospel Revealed. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints— This grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. Subheading Prayer for Spiritual Strength For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I love this text, uh, and I love this version of uh, it in the English Standard Version. It's where we actually got the name for the entire series, Grounded in Love. Um, it's from verse chapter 3, verse 17. I mentioned this on Sunday, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, you being rooted and grounded in love. And, uh, and that's what uh, this entire series is about. And so I actually believe that's what Paul is calling us to say, um, that the church as well must be grounded in love in order to be able to be all that it's called to be, so it's good. Here's our question, our final question for today, uh, for this week actually, uh, from the Daily Walk, it's this. Spend, spend time in thought identifying one thing in your life that keeps defeating you, 
Why do you think it's so hard for you to hand it to God and let him deal with the thing, uh, sorry, let him deal that thing a death blow? Why do all humans seem to have something that holds them back? Mm, an Achilles heel. Oh, that's good. Right, yeah. a weakness. Yeah. Everyone has one. Okay. Well, do you every, want to share yours. Yeah, I mean, every everybody does, and I think I think um, at we, least one. <laughs> at least one. And uh, for the news resolutions, here's my fifty-four. No, I mean, I think I mean, all of us have them, and I, I we call these habits that are really hard to break, and uh, and sometimes we are public about these hub habits, and sometimes the habits actually are habits that others recognize in us. Um, and people identify them in us and say, hey, that's something you need to deal with. And sometimes there are things that we recognize about ourselves that we need to address. I think that the harder question is actually is how do we deal a death blow to anything? And why do we actually, uh, why do we as humans seem, have something that actually holds them back? I, mean, I don't know, actually, do, do we, is it that we have a hard time handing things to God? I mean, isn't it possible that you hand something to God and he hands it back? How is it that it keeps landing in your lap if you have handed it to God? Maybe because we haven't handed them to God. Well, I mean, but what if we have? And how well, do you know? Like, what if you think you have? Because well, lots of people do. They they do conclusively, um, quote, quote, hand things to God. I mean, but it's such an abstract concept that how would you really know whether you've done it or then, not? Then, then how is it conclusive? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. How so, would you ever know whether you've done it? So maybe that's what makes it hard is that there's no way of knowing whether you've done it or not. It's always hard to achieve a goal when you don't know what it is or what it means to have done it. Yeah, which is, I mean, this is the question, the, the second part of the question, which I think is really difficult. Why do you, all humans seem to have something that holds them back? Holds them back from what, though? Holds them back from actually handing it off to God or holds them back from actually addressing the issues that are going on that uh, stops us from, um, that we cannot defeat. Well, I mean, one easy answer would be that human beings exist or our lives a large part of the meaning of them is to solve some kind of problem. So if you didn't have something that you're working on in your life, what would you be doing? What oh. would you be focusing on? You know, if a person weren't need... constantly trying to get in shape, what oh. would you be doing with oh. your time? I don't need that. I don't if you that. weren't trying to figure no. out how to spend less money, no. what would you do? You know, so I think we create a things. lot of problems for There's ourselves so in order to have things. things to think about. Oh my goodness, no. Don't I think you there's think? so many great things to do that I don't need problems of to course, deal with. But then why do we do things that are self defeating? There's a reason for that. And I don't think it's because we actually need things them. to do. What <laughs> is it then? I think that actually that is the the problem of sin. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the problem of sin, that actually uh, because of our broken nature and we actually have bad habits and we have things that are sinful and that we do do, um, I don't think that we actually need those things. I think those things actually take place and I don't think I need those in order to actually have purpose in my life. I think that I could fill my life with all sorts of wonderful things um, which would take loads more time uh, and I would enjoy far more. I think the difficulty is that the habits are ingrained because, you know, they take, what does it take, seven times for the synapses to 
memorized to become like a, a really strong memory. Yeah, something. but you can break a bad habit and then it, it can still come back. You know, they'll say it takes 21 days to break a habit. Yeah. And then you there's some do, people, I mean, I know that because I've done it before. I've, I've had some people, I've had some people back. tell me that, what is it like, uh, they stop smoking and then, and yeah, then they, and it comes they come back. It comes back to them. Some people, they have the personality well, that, that they point, can it's stop. Not, it's not necessarily a habit. I think that we don't make good distinctions between things that are habits and things that are just... Um, a choice or a pattern that you're falling into. Like you you can fall into the pattern of smoking, for instance, without being habitually addicted to nicotine. Like you don't need to smoke, but you do because you're in a social situation where you just decide that you want to or whatever. I think a lot of times we don't have to do things so much. But whether they're a habit or uh, whether they are a, a practice that we do, they still need to be defeated, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and it so, would still be uh, something that you're looking and at. And so, and so, it's still a it's still a problem that people have. But I agree, I agree with you that it's not necessarily the same kind of like effort, maybe that people have to put into it, or the same kind of like confrontation that they have in their life, or same kind of like issue that they have. Yeah, there are different levels of things. You know, there are some issues or addictions that people have that recur. And that are incredibly powerful over them and other things. And also the the impact of those things, how bad they are yeah, for that's you. True. You know, some of the things I think we feel like, oh, it keeps defeating me. Maybe it's not really that big of a deal. It's just something that you don't like about yourself. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, I think I think that's true. I think that the the question that you had right at the very beginning of of today's discussion here was that uh, you know how do you actually know when you handed something off to God is actually really a, a very important. Um, yeah. A very important. Because um, I feel like I've done this times before, you know, and an attitude that I have in particular, I'll think, okay, I've dealt with that, yeah. like this, you know, a negativity or an anger about something. It's like. Eh. You know, you think that it's dealt with, but it pops up again. I don't know if there is a way to conclusively deal something a death blow because you're still human and you still have your memory and you still have yeah. all the things so, that you are. So I think that the, the issue really comes down to is that when you look at the stories in the Bible of people who actually have handed things off to God, uh, the examples of them handing things off to God and, and the stories of this and Psalms are the great examples of where where you got the men who actually are trying to express this process of what they're doing is that they they actually first of all they they say what the issue really is mm -hmm. and and that's what we have to do is you have to say what the problem is to God you have to actually articulate it and I think when you articulate it you actually you admit it to yourself you admit it to God and this is uh, it's not that God doesn't know it it's that you actually admitting it to yourself is actually the first first basic essence of saying there is a problem. And when you do that, you actually are beginning the process of, of accepting that God has been pulling you into this space of saying, look, I, I know you have this problem and I want to be able to help you to kind of like release yourself of this problem. I don't think that that's necessarily that just because you passed it off to God, that God is like saying, hey, I'm going to now knock this back into your space and you get to go again at it. Mm -hmm. It's that we get to generate it again. That's what sin does to us. The temptation That's comes along, point. and it's not that that because we've we've addressed it, it's been defeated, it's been dealt a death blow. It can still be resurrected again. Well, uh, and sometimes I don't know whether we think of victory in the right terms. That you know, just because something still lingers around the edges of your life, doesn't mean that you haven't had victory over it. It doesn't mean that God hasn't given you 
that. It just means mm. it hasn't disappeared. It still exists. But if you're not a slave to it, if you're managing to function with it, and I think most of us carry our baggage around and we function with it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just dis- it doesn't go poof. Yeah. You know, that doesn't happen and I think it's unrealistic sometimes for us to think that way that you ha- you have to live with these things. If you're an alcoholic, it doesn't magically disappear. You live with that. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between temptation and following through with something as well. And all of these need to be unpacked because they are the reality of life, of everyday life that we live in. So something deep to think about. Our time is up for today. Um, Let me just repeat this question. Spend some time in thought identifying one thing in your life that keeps defeating you. Why do you think it's so hard for you to hand it to God, let him deal that thing a death blow? Why do all humans seem to have something that holds them back? Look, uh, talk this out with your friends, talk it out with your community, talk it out with your church tomorrow. Uh, Look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.